morning, everyone. I'm smiling underneath this mat. I hope you are too. Beautiful day. It's great to see you all. Thank you for being here. And for those of you joining us on our online stream this morning, we thank you for being with us as well. Of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and sisters in Christ, in the first book of kingdoms in the Old Testament, in the Orthodox Old Testament, in the Protestant translation it would be 1 Samuel, right? In the first book of kingdoms in the Old Testament, Saul, who was the king of Israel, fell out of favor with God because he was disobedient to God. So because Saul was disobedient to God, he fell out of favor with God, and God deposed him from being the king of Israel. And God said to Samuel, the prophet, he said to Samuel, go to Bethlehem, and go to the synagogue there, go to the temple, and you're going to meet a bunch of gentlemen in the temple, and one of them is going to be the new king of Israel, and I will tell you who that's going to be. So, Samuel did exactly what God said. He went to the temple there in Jerusalem. They worshipped, and then Saul started meeting all the gentlemen. God would say to him, that's not the one. And Saul in his mind would be thinking, well, this has got to be the one. Like, he's a warrior. He's a warrior. He's been in battle. He understands life. He's a warrior. This has got to be the one. God would say to him, that's not the one. And he went through all the gentlemen, even all the gentlemen in the temple, and God said to each and every person, that gentleman that he met, that's not the one. Then Saul says to Jesse, who brought his seven sons to the temple, and none of the seven sons were the one, right? So Saul says to Jesse, is, is, there, is there anybody else in the city who's not here? And Jesse's like, well, yeah, I have another son, but probably would not be interested. He probably would not be the, the king of Israel. He's a 15-year-old boy. He's never seen battle. He's really weak. And I'm sure he's not the one. Samuel says, bring him here. So Samuel brought the boy to the temple. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God said to Samuel, he's the one. And then Samuel anointed King David. Who then in the following chapter went on to battle Goliath. And we know what happened then. Listen to what God says to Samuel, though. As Samuel is kind of thinking in his mind, this has got to be the one, right? Listen to what God says to Samuel. This is in 16 Kingdoms, verses 7. God says to Samuel the following, and I quote, Have no regard for their outward appearance, nor for the maturity of their stature, stature because I have refused them. For man does not see as God sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord sees into the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. And he looked into the heart of David, he saw a word. Now I share this with you this morning, my brothers and sisters of Christ, because today we celebrate the feast day of the three holy hierarchs. It's the synaxis of the three holy hierarchs. St. Basil the Great, St. Gregory the Theologian, and St. John Chrysostom. And how this feast day today came about, these were all great, great leaders of the church, strong in their theology, strong in their beliefs, 
And after they died, all of a sudden, people started forming kind of groups around them. And then there were arguments as to who was the greatest. Was St. Gregory the greatest? Was St. John the greatest? Was St. Basil the greatest? And so the three of them, the tradition of our church teaches us, the three of them appeared one day to St. John Maropas, who was a monk, who was a bishop of a city in Asia Minor, and the three of them said to St. John, the bishop, we, our hearts are saddened by all this bickering about who's the best. We are all equal in the eyes of God who are in the kingdom of heaven. Establish, establish please for us a day when we can all be celebrated together to remind everyone of that we are in the presence of God we are all equal in this time. That's how, this is how this, this, this feast of the three holy hierarchs that is always celebrated on the 30th of January came about. Now, I could, we could talk for hours about each one. But, you know, each one of them gave us tremendous theology. St. Basil, the liturgy which we celebrate ten times a year. St. Gregory, the, the canon of Christmas. Christ is born, let us glorify him. The canon of Pascha. St. Gregory wrote that. And then we have, of course, St. John Chrysostom, who not only left us with the liturgy we celebrate today, but with an abundance of writings, an abundance of works. In all of Scripture, he wrote so much, and he could preach for an hour and a half. And people would not get tired of hearing him. That's how good he was. All three of them, each, even though they all had their individual gifts, they all had one thing in common. You know what it was? They were the light of the world. They were the light of Jesus Christ to the world in which they lived. The gospel reminds us today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The importance of the light. You know, a few years ago, here at the church, there was a Saturday where we all got together to clean. It was, it was in the springtime, so we were cleaning the church. And as I was looking, and I was kind of, kind of tidying up the altar a bit, in the, in the gates here, you know how the gates that are kind of, you've seen these gates, right? Right, you've seen these gates, right? So as I was looking at these gates, I never noticed this before. But I was looking at these gates, and I noticed that there was a whole bunch of dust here. And you know how I noticed that? I never noticed it before. You know how I noticed it? Because the light was shining just right from the windows, and it was illuminating this great here, and I could see the dust. Whereas without the light, I couldn't see it. We need to look into our hearts, my brothers in Christ. Because in my heart and in your heart, there's a lot of dust that we might not be able to see. And Christ illumines, when Christ illumines our heart, that we can see the dust in the depths of our hearts and souls. We can see the challenges that are in the depths of our hearts and souls. We can see the bad that is in the depths of our hearts and souls. You see, I think that's one reason why so many people don't like what is called the contemplative practice of orthodoxy, which is just sitting in silence. Because when we sit in silence and we look within, and God illumines our hearts and souls, we see all the dust. We see the things that need to be cleaned up. 
Don't be afraid of that. You know, one of, my, one of the things my spiritual father taught me was that when we look within and we face what's there, guess what happens? The challenges begin to lose their power. Think about that. When we look within and we face what's there, the challenges and the depths of our hearts begin to lose their power. Yes, it might be uncomfortable, but it's part of the journey. Don't be afraid. And as great life is soon to begin, perhaps that's one thing that we can really focus on during the 40 days of Lent, prepare our hearts and souls to just be quiet and still for a while. But the good news, there's also good news there too. Because if there's steps and things in our heart that need to be cleaned out, guess what? There is also good in our heart. The Lord said in St. Luke's Gospel, the kingdom of God is within you. St. Macarius of Egypt writes about this verse, and I quote from St. Macarius' writings. He says, The heart is a small vessel, but all things are contained in it. God is there. The angels are there. And there also is life in the kingdom, the heavenly cities, and the treasures of grace are in the heart. Think about that for a second. Yes, we need to go to church. But we also need to enter into the church that is in the depths of our hearts to commune with God. For the heart, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is a church too. A church with an altar before which we shall stand every day, pouring our hearts out in praise to God. So if the greatest battles we fight in life are fought within, within our hearts, within our minds, within our souls, then we have available our Lord and Savior to us in the depths of our hearts to help us fight this battle. St. Theophon the Recluse writes, and I quote from his writings, You seek the Lord, says St. Theophon the Recluse, seek, but only within yourself. He is not far from anyone. The Lord is near all those who truly call on Him. Find a place in your heart and speak there with the Lord. It is the Lord's reception room. Everyone who meets the Lord meets Him there. He has fixed no other place for meeting souls. What a beautiful thought, brothers and sisters in Christ. What a beautiful thought. The three holy hierarchs were the light of the world. You and I are invited today on this feast to be the light of the world. Remember, for our Lord and Savior does not, I mean, for man rather, does not see as God sees. For man looks out, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. We are invited on this feast day for you and I to look into our heart with the Lord and to find Him there, so that we may be that light into the world, as St. John Chrysostom, St. Basil, and St. Gregory were, so that we may be the light of the world. We cannot keep the light for ourselves. We have to share it for those, with the people who are in need, with the people in this community that surround this beautiful church. We cannot keep it for ourselves. We must, like the three hierarchs, be the light into the world. I leave you with this thought from the writings of um, Father Anthony Conieris, 
Father Anthony, a prolific writer, he says the following, and I leave you with this. He says, What life does to us in the long run depends on what it finds in us. What life does to us in the long run depends on what it finds in us. If God is in us then, to use the words of St. Paul, we do not lose heart. Though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed every day, as St. Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians. Keep God on the inside, and he will help you keep all evil, all temptations on the outside. Not all the water in the world can sink a ship, as the water gets inside the ship. If God is in our ship, in our heart, not only will he keep the water out, he will transform our heart into a temple, a church where we shall be able to stand daily in the presence of God, communing with him and receiving him, receiving from him the power to be more than conquerors as we face the many challenges of daily living. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, as we face the many challenges of daily living, as St. John Chrysostom, St. Gregory the Great, and St. Basil did, let us look within, let us find God there, let us clean out the dust so that the light may shine brightly in our hearts and we may share it with the world, because of this we will find the love and blessings of the Lord in the May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless us all that came to this care on this day. Amen.